Fathom events, and the Pokemon Company International brings the highly anticipated new animated feature film, Pokemon the Movie, The Power of Us, to theaters this weekend. New characters, new adventures, and plenty of old friends and faces unite when Pokemon The Power of Us makes its United States debut November 24th. Catch the latest Pokemon movie in theaters with additional showings November 26th, 28th, and December 1st. Links where you can purchase the tickets can be found in the show notes of this episode. Canto. Hello, Canto. Episode six. Yeah, this is our sixth yeah. one. Six sounds right. Of Hello, Canto. We. Uh, I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Greg. Hello, hello. I am here. We. Uh, we just finished Erica. Lavender Tower. Lavender, Lavender Tower. Tower. All that stuff. Uh, we yep. saved the Marowak, uh, or I guess not the Marowak. That. Poor soul has drifted away. We saved the Cubone. Saved the Cubone. Uh, and Mr. Fuji gave us the Pokey Flute, which yes, I felt like they made a bigger deal about in older games. This seemed like a, here's the flute, move on with your life. Um, <laughs> kind of. I mean, he does come back a little bit later, so. Yeah. Well, you, you want to talk about the Snorlax encounter? There are two. Yeah. Because that's what I did the very... I, I immediately went straight down that river path to get to that Snorlax. I was not prepared for what that Snorlax encounter was. Yeah, I kind of knew this was coming because they talked about it with legendaries, and I think there was uh, one of the trailers showed that the Snorlax... That, I don't think they came out and say it, but one of the trailers showed that the Snorlax encounter was similar to that of the legendary encounters but um yeah i didn't see that trailer apparently because he's like hey it thinks you're food and it's gonna eat you and i'm like excuse me <laughs> what is happening right now i'm assuming you've done the uh i'm assuming if you've listened you're listening to this podcast you've probably made it past snorlax and hopefully Silfco, but <laughs> The Snorlax encounter is a new way to catch, except it's not. It's just you yeah. battle the Snorlax first, and then you catch. You battle the Snorlax first, and it's on a five-minute timer. So hopefully you're doing enough damage to outpace its constant resting. That was my problem. I did not think I was going to make it, because every time I'd get it down to a certain level, it'd fall asleep, and then it would hit it, I think... I think it knows Yawn. Is yeah. this the one I'm thinking about? Yeah. So I put mine to sleep, and then it would sleep and undo my damage while I was waking everybody up. And I'm like, I am not going to make it, because I did not think I needed to be this prepared for the Snorlax fight. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a fight. I thought I was just going to the catch encounter. So I had mm. prep for catching, not for fighting. I mean, I did it. I think I had a minute left, but I was sweating bullets there for a second. Oh, man. Interesting. I have a, I had a Kingler, and I'm... I think it was maybe level 36, and I think Snorlax is 30, around there. Um, It's like 33, I think. It would, like, I would brick break, it would yawn, I would brick break, and then I would win. <laughs> yeah, well, I had no super effective attacks. 
Okay. Also, um, I wasn't using my Eevee at the time, which if I had my Eevee with double kick, it would have been a whole different thing. But I had like put Eevee off to the side, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna like level other things for a while, not thinking I was going into this Snorlax fight, which I'm like, oh dear. But I mean, I got through it. I did it, and I caught my Snorlax. It didn't run away on me. Thank heavens. Oh, I'll, that this see, I have. It sounded like you had trouble killing it. Easy to catch it. I had no trouble killing it. Um, it ran away from me. I think seven, seven or eight times. I saved in front of it, not thinking. I just like. I guess I always just saved in front of Snorlax as like a kid, and it's just muscle yeah. memory at this point. But I think my also my other problem was I was trying to catch it in a premier ball, which. Well, yeah. Well, I was yeah, like, nope, you, I don't care. You ha- I had to. Um, <laughs> I know you do. Uh, and then uh, people, because I'm, I'm streaming the game, people are, I'm streaming the game on Twitch, and people are yelling at me to use, like, raspberries and stuff. And Hey, Steve, did you know that raspberries increase the catch rate? <sighs> yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Y- y- yep. Yep. I-, I did know that. And to answer the questions of why I wasn't using raspberries, one, I probably would have if at this point in the game you could buy raspberries, but you can't. You can't. Uh, which is a minor complaint that maybe won't be a complaint in like 20 more hours, because I'm assuming and you can't buy like lepa berries and stuff in old games, but there was at least a way to get them. There's a way to grow them. I want, like, a berry farm. Still don't know the actual proper way of getting raspberries. So, rumor has it, and I have not confirmed this, but, like, a lot of things in the game, the bushes replenish themselves randomly. So you can run around to the bushes where Pokemon found the berries before, and they might have replenished themselves. I don't know if this is true. Okay. This is just a rumor that I've heard, and I haven't tested it. I can confirm that. The two spots I found moonstones in, in Mount Moon, I found two more moonstones a couple days later. I went back to purposely check for this. Yeah, I've heard that for sure the moonstones, they were, they were, well, stuff in that cave replenishes every day, which I'm like, they need to, because a lot of Pokemon surprisingly evolved by moonstones in Gen 1. There are four. Yeah, but I, uh, I didn't want to use any berries, because I can just... Turn the game off and turn it back on. I think the catch mechanic is fine. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't love mm-hmm. it. I think most of the time, the reason I fail to catch or I waste a ball is because I'm just impatient. Yes. Although I'm frustrated. I was doing a little, I was doing some chaining and at, I had just caught my 30th and on 31, I threw a ball and it ran after it didn't get caught. And I'm like, I'm going to throw this game through the window because that broke my chain. I think, like... <laughs> it made me so mad. I think, it's an, I, mean, I think it's an easy complaint to be like, I got to 31 and my chain broke because a Pokemon ran away, but also it would, I feel like, also be very ni- mind-numbing if nothing ever ran. Right. Like, I mean, like, r- like Radar would be... Every- yeah, like, r- like Radar and X and Y or even Diamond and Pearl would be guaranteed... If there wasn't that built-in two percent chance of just failure, right? Still made me mad though. I was like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm um, really angry right now." I passed up 
a rare spawn to keep my chain. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I mean, there's ways around that, right? Like, if you really don't want yeah. things to run, you Ultra Ball, you Silver Raz or Golden Raz, or, like, you, there are ways to ensure that. The I mean, other I had way, Ultra Balled, and that was the thing. I'm like, Ultra Ball, it looked like it was going to catch. It did the three bounce. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to hit 31, and it popped out, and it's like, and it ran. I'm like, I think the other thing built into the game and uh, Pokemon players, including myself, are impatient when it comes to things. Yep. While it is easy to complain that, like, uh, it, it, I'm sure it's very easy to complain that, like, oh, this Pidgey broke out and, like, why are Pidgeys still breaking out of Ultra Balls? Like, which, you know, I've had, like, a level 36 Pidgey break out of an Ultra Ball. Like this is dumb. I'm I'm doing it. Like I, this is these are the complaints I hear of. Like I'm doing everything right. I'm doing the uh, excellent throws. I'm using the Ultra Ball. Pokemon are still breaking out. One, I don't think it. One, you're complaining. Like, let's back up. This entire game is our. <laughs> this entire game is RNG. Yes, it's been RNG for 22 years. Yes, yes, things can break out of Pokeballs yep. even if you're doing everything right. Let me tell you. I mean, in Gen One or whatever Gen you want to pick. I'll yeah. swipe, put it to sleep, Ultra Ball. Guess what? It can still break out. It can still break out. I mean, it's it's built in the DNA. It just, I think people, I think people had a hope on a game that was very focused on catching me- mechanisms that that frustration would be mitigated. And I think on a certain level it is. But I th- when you run into it again, and I don't know, this is probably just my personal feeling, but I feel more helpless in the catching mechanics in this game than I do in others. But I think... I think, I think that like, solves itself, though. I think, I mean, part of it's a false sense of control, right? Like, I've put it to sleep, and, and it's sticking around because it's asleep, unless it's one of the legendary beasts, which they run when they're asleep, but okay, whatever. I mean, and that is that is a false sense of control, and I understand that logically, but emotionally, when I feel that I have done everything and there's nothing else I can do, like if I think emotionally, it feels like I have fewer options to control the catch than I do in other games. And that isn't true. It just feels true. But I think the biggest thing you can control, and this applies to whether you're shiny hunting or, or not, is continuing to catch Pokemon. Yes. Right? Because the more of a Pokemon you catch, the easier it is to catch, right? So, like, let's say you do Meowth north of Cerulean City. You've caught three Meowths so far. That Meowth with a Pokeball is probably going to be yellow or maybe even orange. And when you get to 31 Meowth, it might be yellowish green with a Pokeball. But if you get up to 100 Meowth or 200 Meowth, that will get greener and greener. So you can control the catching. It's just like the first time you catch pincer, it's probably going to be the darkest of red. But if you catch a hundred pincer, it will probably bring it down to yeah. I like I'm saying probably because I just don't know what I don't know if it's like thirty, I don't know if it's fifty, I don't know if it's a hundred. But you you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. the game is rewarding you for catching Pokemon and going back but to only my original combo, right? It's no, not like it's, if if you encounter, you know, if you encounter one pincer and only catch one pincer, it's always gonna be red. But eventually the game will remember that you've caught a hundred 
and pincer in the future will be easier. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, you can you can complain right now, and then the I game's will. not even a week old, of, like, why are Pokemon running? But in six months, that issue goes away because you've put in the time, and I think that that is the correct thing to do. I think yeah. it should reward you for actually catching a hundred pincer. I almost like see it exactly as Dexnav, and I think that's why a lot of people like Dexnav. And I think Dexnav does, I don't know, respect your time in the sense of like it remembers that you've seen nine hundred ninety nine shepherds compared to like the maybe four armadillomons that you might have seen playing through that game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know they were in this game. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of a weird complaint cuz like I know a lot of people that are making that complaint are are because they're comboing because they're shiny hunting, but like you don't have to stop at 31. Like if you want to make sure those pokemon are not running, you can stand there and do nothing or you can continue catching. What I think is interesting and we'll get to Go Park I think in next episode is how how the go park mechanic works and how that will tie into this catching mechanic. Like it's interesting how we'll talk about it in go park, but how that plays very much into this and how those sort of like synergize together. And I think that that synergy is very interesting, which I hadn't thought about until I started doing the go park stuff, but we'll get to go park soon. Can we talk about, did you go and teach the two moves, baddie bad and glitzy glow? No, to I don't even talk to that person anymore. Okay, can we talk about how amazing those two moves are? They sound great. I don't know what they do. Okay, so this is what I want. Actually, I want to see this in real games. So Baddie Bad is a dark type move, but it also puts up Reflect for free. And Glitzy Glow is a psychic type move that also puts up Light Screen for free as part of the attack. And I want these in the real game going forward. I want moves that will put up the screens but also do damage now they are way overpowered they're like base 90 moves in this game but if they're like a base 30 move that also put up light screen like i'm in for it it feels like i think like that consolidation of attacks is really nice it makes them more appealing to put on competitive teams because you're still able to get some damage off and get up your screens without, like, I have to take a turn to set up, and, and then I'm missing potential damage. Like, they're great moves. I'm in for them. I think they should make it into all games, but be not as powered as they are in these. But they're amazing. They are my get-out-of-trouble-for-free cards, because I'll throw in, I'm like, batty bad, reflect, <laughs> quick, go, go, go. Love them. They need to, they need to stick around. Okay. Yeah, They're I just cool. haven't used Eevee since, I don't know, the first gym, just because I wanted to use a different normal type Pokemon <laughs> that wasn't extremely overpowered. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely overpowered. I mean, I don't use Eevee much, but uh, when I was underleveled for a number of scenarios uh, and I had no choice, I pulled out Eevee and was like, okay, I need my free screens and I'm going to go to somebody else. But the fact that they give free screens, that, that all of the moves do something in addition to just firing them off is fascinating. Like, 
it's a good consolidation of moves, and I would like to see that consolidation move into the main games. Because we have a lot of attacks, and a lot of them are just like, we will never use these. Yeah. So after Snorlax, I went straight to Silphco. Okay. Boy, that's a lot of floors. It's 11. It's 11. But first, you have to prove yourself worthy as a 10-year-old to take on a criminal organization. Uh, Blue shows up. It's so interesting that they made the choice to make Blue constantly on the tail of Team Rocket, that Blue has this purpose that he never had before, like, since he's not your rival, and he's not having to do mean things to Red, like, he has a life, he has interests, you know, now that they're, you know, back from their Alola honeymoon, he can pursue his detective work. It's nice. Did you find his uh, battle hard or easy? Easy. Easy. Yeah, I found it pretty easy. I find, I was thinking about this before we were recording, but I don't, I don't like remember any point in this game that I've used a potion or a super potion or purchased potions. I, I haven't. I haven't purchased any potions or super potions I or have. revives. I have a I, lot. Um, I have used one revive, and that was only because one of my Pokemon died in Dark Cave, and I wanted to make sure as I was continuing catching that it used that it got experience, so I revived it. I I, I have never ever come to Pokemon games for them to be challenging. I don't think I've I've ever asked. I've never like shook somebody and been like <laughs> blank these harder because I just don't think they've ever been that. Um, so it's always very confusing to me when people are like, "This game is so easy," because I just look at them very confused of like, which Pokemon game did I miss that was hard? I mean, it's true. I I will say that it, this game more than anything, partly because I I. I don't want to go through the hassle of running back that I have used a ton of potions and a couple revives. Like, this is the first time that I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, like, I'm just going to do Silphco, and I don't want to leave, and I don't remember where the free nap area is, so I'm going to buy a bunch of potions because they are just going to wear me down. It is just, plus, I'm underleveled. And I've been underleveled for most of the game, so I just went in knowing that I need like the backup to get me back up to full for things like crits and other stuff. It's not, it's not necessarily hard, but I feel like I've had to prepare more for the way I want to play this game. Plus some of the, some of the things they use are surprising. I have it on set, so I don't always know like what's coming up next or what they're going to do. I think in general, I will say for the game that they have used more interesting pairs of, Pokemon to get like a trainer uses more interesting combos than I think I've seen in previous versions of Gen 1. Like they're willing to shake it up more. So I did go into Self Co with a bunch of potions and did my standard don't take a teleporter until I've explored all of the floors thing because I don't want to miss anything and I don't want to miss picking up all my free items. Yeah. Okay. Did you have the same confusion as to why the juggler was just there on one floor. Like, why was he there? I, you know, I just hanging out. Like uh, he's just, th- and he's hanging out and he's working for rocket. I'm like, so 
Are you like the entertainment division? Was, Why are, I don't know. Somebody was <laughs> like, we need to keep here? this because the original games, and he's here in the original games because of XYZ. I got to that floor. I'm like, what are you doing here? I think my, my strategy for the floors were to go to 11, battle everyone, go down to 10, battle everyone, go down, get the key, and then just go through all the floors again from 1 to 11 and just make sure I... Yep. Didn't miss any items, and there's there's some okay items in there, and then I free Lapras, free Lapras, yeah, free Lapras, which they moved that guy. Yeah, they moved that guy. Also, you you fight Archie, Archer. Archer, I mean Archer, in a double battle, so he's back, and he uses Cubone. Oh, uh, your to, rival does. Your rival does yes, uses the Cubone to bring the Cubone arc to a nice close. He brings Cubone out. It's like, yeah, take that for killing his mom. That was. <sighs> Um, first off, I hate self co. I think it's too many battles and too many yeah. floors, and it's a lot of floors. Not interesting because it's literally just mucks or coughings or radicades. I think though this time they did use a lot. There's a bigger variety. There was there a is. lot of Voltorbs. There's a lot of Persians. There's the Porygon. There's the Magnetons from a bunch of the scientists. They, I mean, they shook it up more. I think one of them had a Magmar. I think that's in here. Yeah, I think a Magmar's so, in there. Unlike the other games, they did at least have a wider variety. None of them are difficult because they're all low 30s. And I think at this point, you're approaching 30. You're, you're at least 35 on a few of them by this point, if not 36, 37. So it's not like it was difficult, but I did think I did note that they at least were using a wider variety of Pokemon than just here's seventeen Zubats and five thousand coughing. Your rival using Cubone is probably the most interesting thing they've made that rival character have. Yes. Because when you, it goes into double battles against Archer, and I do like that they're using Archer. Yeah. And he throws out a Cubone, and I'm like, I don't have a Cubone. And then I was like, oh, this is not, like, I, this is not my, like, you're so used to double battles with Jesse and right. James that it's like, you're both yours. And you're like, oh, the rival is participating. And then you're just like, like, when you put two and two together and you realize that's the Cubone from Lavender Town, you're just like, this yep. is really cool. Like... It was a very nice moment. I was very pleased with it. Yeah, it was like the best part of that whole tower. And yeah, it's 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 the most interesting thing they made that rival do. It's a nice little story bow. It just sort of brings that it brings that arc of Team Rocket to a close. You once again face off against Giovanni, who's like not terribly difficult. But no. Does he have three at this point, or does he still only have the two? He has two? three. Uh, I can't yeah. remember his... Was it Kangaskhan? Yeah, it's it's Persian, Rhyhorn, and his Nido King or Nido Queen? I think it's Nido Queen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, because yeah. I think I used, like, Waterfall and knocked it out. Yeah, I, I, the Giovanni battle's fine. You get the Master Ball there, you get Lapras there, you get a bunch of items... Uh, you pro tip, never take the warp things, just go floor by floor. <laughs> a lot of, uh, we said this a couple episodes ago, but man, if you were worried about the lack of just battling, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and usually that comes in the form of like they removed wild battles. Uh, whoa, there are a lot of trainers. There's, There's just a, a lot. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't say I was surprised at how many there were because I think they really built into the DNA like you're gonna if there's battles there's gonna be a lot of them but like every floor at least had four and then there were the I wish they had done more with the rocket sisters like that that was a bigger thing or you know they had given them names <laughs> and sure said, I'm rocket sister I'm rocket sister and then the last one's like I'm the oldest rocket sister I'm like at least give them names. I have hope since Archer got a name that, like, in the remake 50 years from now, that they'll have names and personalities, the Rocket Sisters. But, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of trainers. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about just set, uh, the Sofco. I'm just talking about in the entire game. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are a bunch. There are, uh, there are two ways to get to uh, Fuchsia. Which we'll talk about next episode, but man, once you Did take you ju- once you take one way, you're just like, I do not have it in me. Nope. To go the other way, because well, I have. I well, I'll talk about that because I did. But did you do the fighting dojo after? I did it like after Silfco. I'm like, let me just knock this fighting dojo. Yeah, out. I forgot about it after Silfco because I wanted to go to the 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 park, but um, I did do it. Uh, it's nothing. The only thing that I think I found interesting about it is, again, a theme that they're doing in this game, they had a wider variety of Pokemon than I was expecting. So I think the first guy I fought had a Machoke and an Electabuzz, which I was not expecting an Electabuzz to be there. I think one guy had a Graveler or a Golem. Just, like, I expected it to be pure fighting types like it has been in the past yeah and the fact that they branched out was just it made it more interesting it's not challenging it's just more interesting and I, I appreciate that yeah the fighting dojo is cool i was cooler i think when i was a kid um yeah. getting hitmonlee or hitmonchan i was like i don't Which one really did you pick? hitmonlee i picked chan it's it was fine. It just I it was not a spectacle as the other gyms, nor should it be because it's not a real gym. But right, uh, still to this day, I think Saffron City, which I think one of the NPCs says this is the biggest city in Kanto. One, I don't think it feels like that. I really it do. I do think Celadon. Celadon feels bigger. Feels right? way bigger. And two, Saffron just it's a bad city. And maybe it's because, like, Sylphco is such a mind-numbing experience. But, like, yeah, there are a lot of houses there, but you can't go into a lot of them. A lot of, like, one guy gives you Psychic, the other people give you Mimic. Um, the do- Like, there are two gyms, yeah. and I, I, I am a little bummed out that the pacing in that area <clears throat> is not fixed because i just heard multiple people they did sabrina before koga and yeah that's i mean it's fine right like it doesn't actually break anything koga and sabrina are very similar levels but like if you want a specific flow of like koga is next on your order then like like rope the players into going to koga like yeah like at least push them in that direction and they don't and they didn't there needs to be better bread coming 
for sure. They're just they don't do a lot of breadcrumbs to say go to Koga. They they don't even do a lot of breadcrumbs to say go to Sabrina. It's just like, hey, you defeated Silphco. Did you know there's more gyms in the world? It's like, yeah, I've been doing them. But like uh, for the like for the open worldness, like I know people are like, I want an open world Pokemon game. I mean, technically, you can not do Sabrina, not do Koga, get Surf, Surf your way down to Cinnabar, and you can do Blaine before all of them if you really want you to. Could. Yeah. Um. But like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like why? Uh. Yeah. Like unless like that that system that ideal of like to any gym in any order. Like I get it. I understand why. But like that will never ever work if if the gym leaders don't scale to your level. I guess. Yeah. Because like why why skip Koga and Sabrina and go to Blaine because Blaine will be higher level and you'll just come back and you'll just be. Like I I I crunched. Oh, well, we'll get to Sabrina, but let me tell you, spoiler: I used one move for every single Pokemon in that gym. I didn't. Spoiler. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, the next episode will be pretty much all of Fuchsia City. There's a lot to do there, uh, and Koga is technically next on the list. So, uh, next episode will be all of Fuchsia. Uh, if you are listening to this and you made it to the end, there is a Nintendo Switch giveaway we're doing. It's probably be the last time I mentioned it because we're nearing the end of that giveaway. Uh, but the giveaway link is in the comments or not the comments. I'm sorry. Whoo! In the show notes below on your podcast app, it should be clickable if you hit the info and look at the text and then click the link. Um, if you want to win a Pikachu Nintendo Switch. Uh, so if you're listening to this after 2018 Thanksgiving, you have missed your opportunity. So I am sorry. Uh, otherwise, I hope you guys have been enjoying the series. We will be back tomorrow with Koga and Fuchsia City. Otherwise, Greg, smell you later. Smell you later. Smell you later.